Welcome everyone to the most recent edition of the Lightning Lunchtime webinars on the patient-centered medical home. My name is Safa. I'm the manager of the patient-centered medical home program for the North Coast. And today I'm filling in for Dan. I have some big shoes to fill, but he can't be with us today, but we still have Dr. Tony. Tony, how are you doing? Good, Safa. Very well. Beautiful day. So who wouldn't be good today? Yeah, absolutely. I'm Tony Lemke. I'm a GP in Austerville in northern New South Wales and part of the patient-centred medical home program at North Coast Primary Health Network. Wonderful. And Tony, what are we talking about today? So look, I was disappointed to find out that of the practices in our PHN region, only about 50% had met the requirements for the uploading of the shared health summaries to my health record, which is a problem because one is, in my opinion, the patients miss out on the benefits of having accurate shared health summaries uploaded. And also because that's a practices therefore have to repay some of the money, those that are involved, enrolled in the eHealth PIP will have to repay potentially large sums of money that could have been used to better resource primary care in our region. So I think that's a problem. We therefore today, Seth, are gonna talk about a five point improvement map that will allow practices to meet their targets each quarter. Excellent. And Tony, you've obviously done a bit of work on this with the Australian College of Rural and Remote Medicine, the Digital Health Agency. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about what some of the work you've done and what are these five points of this plan? Yes, yeah, Safa. So the requirement you remember for practices is that they have to upload 0.05% of their practice swipe whole post, standard whole person equivalent to the My Health record each quarter. So for our practice, which has about 5,000 swipeys, which is a typical number, that's about 25 shared health summaries each quarter needed to be uploaded to the My Health Record. A shared health summary is a curated document that is a patient's past history, current problems, medications and allergies and immunisations recorded. Done with the patient's consent, information the patient is happy to be sent to the My Health Record is uploaded with data extracted from our existing practice systems. That's great, Tony. And can you tell us a little bit about what your practice has been doing or what are some of the general practices have been doing to try to meet these targets? So um, in our experience, Safa, many of the practices made it the first time round. Uh, a week before the quarter was finished, they had a wild panic attack, horror on their faces, and the practice principal sat down and uploaded shared health summaries for every person that came in for the next couple of days. Um, the next quarter, without that wild panic occurring, more practices missed out, and the last quarter, uh, as we said, about 52% of practices made it. So that impending deadline had been a driver for many practices, but not having developed systems to make sure that they were going to meet their target each quarter, many practices have failed to do so. So um, we, in our practice, and we advocate with other practices that we work with, that they take a quality improvement approach to meeting their shared or summary quota. I thought you might say that, Tony. So can you tell us a little bit about what the quality improvement approach you took to try to create some of those systems so that you could meet those targets? 
We can, Safra, and, and uh, I don't know if the slides can be advanced, but we start to talk about any quality improvement program. We need to be clear about the aim of what we're trying to achieve. And in this program, I think it's important that the aim is not to upload 25 shared health summaries each quarter, but we need a patient-centred aim that our, that our clinicians in our practice can engage with. And uh, we'll come back to some of the reasons for the aim that we picked. But the aim that we had was that 50% of our patients who um, are being managed under the EPC program have a shared health summary uploaded or updated in the last six months. So that was our aim and that expressed, uh, you'll see that's our focus of the patients that we thought would most benefit from. That was the aim that our, uh, our patients, our practice nurses and our clinicians could relate to. And it's one focused on better patient health outcomes, presumably. So having had a clear aim, we had to work out why would we want to do this? What are the benefits for our practice, which is a B part of any improvement map? And so you know that we say benefits improve patient outcomes. And we talked to our clinicians about why uh, having accurate and timely information about our patients would be valuable, particularly for those with complex or chronic conditions. Um, we talked about how it would make it easier in the long term once we all engage with this practice, with this system, to find out information about new, new patients and how the hospital was starting to upload discharge summaries to the My Health Record. And we talked about how it would add value or resource the practice through some of that EPIP money coming in. It's important also to identify with your clinicians some of the disbenefits, mm. some of the problems with it. And the main ones that we know about, one is... Uh, the time it adds to a consultation to upload a shared health summary. So we need to address that. But one of the ones um, that's more important is a, a doctor's sense of mastery of what they're doing with the patients. We don't want to look incompetent or that we don't know what we're doing. And we found that if the, if the doctors didn't really know all the steps quite clearly of what they had to do to upload the shared health summary, if they didn't have mastery over that part of the consultation, they were less likely to do it. So when our leading change analogy, Safa, that we use about throwing a bird uh, at a target, not a rock, we had to identify with our clinicians involved what was the bird seed, why would they want to upload a shared health summary in the first place, what good is it for them? So we had to address the benefits and, the and we had to remove the scarecrows that would keep the bird away from the mm -hmm. bird seed in relation to them feeling mastery over the computer, the technology, the shared health summary, understanding what it was all about and address some of the time issues that would make it less likely that they would upload a shared health summary. That's great, Danny. So I understand from the improvement map, the next step that you have to take is to identify all the different changes that could be done and brainstorming it. So obviously there's a lot of different ways to meet this target. What were some of the changes that uh, you and your practice team tried to put into place? Yeah, thanks, Jeff. So I think the main improvement ideas that we came up with can be summarised in, in, in five points. Uh, the five-point plan to meeting a shared health summary target. And the first one is getting agreement uh, amongst the clinicians about what we've talked about already, the benefits, and mm. explaining the disbenefits. So, not, uh, so that people um, have a chance to talk about whether they think it's a good idea or not, the privacy concerns that they might have, um, and and uh, understand why we think as a practice it's important to participate 
in this program. And I think many of the practices that have failed to um, meet these uh, meet their targets have uh, haven't clearly worked out with their clinicians or enunciated clearly the the benefits of doing so. Hmm. What's the next part of that? So the next part of the the plan is uh, making sure that everyone involved has mastery of the technical aspects of it. Just showing somebody once or explaining to somebody what's involved in our practice hasn't proven to give them that sense of mastery. And in the first stages, it's important, particularly in an IT program, to sit down with the people who are going to expect to use the IT and take them through it step Mm. by step. Not just show them, but take them through it so that they can do it step by step. And we failed in our program until we had someone sitting in uh, with the doctors uh, for their first three or four uh, uploads to take them through them step by step. Now, after that, um, that initial uh, barrier, the first steps barrier, proved to be fairly high. But once mm-hmm. that was overcome, doctors found two things. One is that, it, that technically it wasn't difficult to upload a shared health summary, particularly when they were already in a consultation, like a, uh, a care planning consultation, looking at a patient's overall health, their list of conditions and their medications. And that um, time-wise, when you were doing that, it didn't take long. So they had the technical skills and um, we gave them the consultations where they had the most time to be able to do it. So that was a bit of a turning point. The third step was having a clear focus of which patients we wanted to do this with. Um, A general claim that we should all be uploading so many health summaries per quarter uh, doesn't hit the mark. So we decided, as uh, having started, we reshaped our aim to be those patients having uh, a, a care planning consultation would be our initial focus of this campaign mm. because the benefits are clearer for those patients. Mm. The fourth step, um, Safra, is making sure that we engage both the patients and the team. So letting the patients know about uh about the Shared Health Summary Program and My Health Records, uh, posters at the front, receptionists talking to them about it, um, appropriate handouts to give to the patients that they could read about, engage the patients in the process and made them decide for themselves whether they wanted to participate or not, and then engaging particularly the receptionists and the practice nurses so that it became something they were both interested in and saw as part of their job to help the patients uh, inform them about it and then sh- do some shared decision-making with them uh, would drive the process. So if patients wanted to have a shared health summary, the, the nurses that helped talk to them about some of the issues, the receptionists given the appropriate information, then it was easier uh, for, the, for, the, for the doctors who have to upload the shared health summaries to do so. So having the whole team engaged, including the patients in my, my health record, it, and the final step is measuring SAFA so that um, our aim was for 50% of our care planning patients to have a shared health summary upload. It wasn't to meet that target of 25. But by having that measure clearly displayed, we were able to um, meet, we have been able to meet it so far. And in our staff room, on our messy staff board, we keep a running tally uh, of, of how we're doing towards that target. And you'll notice, SAFA, that it's broken down by doc, so that uh, uh, at this stage, early in the quarter, Tony had got an early jump 
on seven. Michael was following closely behind by two. On, uh, Luke had just overtaken him on three, and everybody was starting to participate. Some hadn't participated at all. So this was uh, the beginning of the quarter last year when we are beginning on the journey. So we've continued uh, each week updating. We're up to in our horse race in the tea room. Everyone can see who's participating in the Shared Hill Summary Program, um, how they're doing, who's winning the race. And without mm. saying anything more, without commenting on whether it's good or bad, we find that clinicians engaged in this process and are, are proud to um, uh, be participating and proud to have their progress displayed. So by measuring both our overall aim but also the Shared Health Summaries uploaded by individual clinicians, I think that's helped drive the target. And so far we haven't had any problems each quarter come along meeting mm. Uh, that Chair Hill Summary Target. We understand that in any improvement program, it's important to continue to monitor your progress because change doesn't get cemented immediately. It takes a long time to routinize or normalize this change in practice. But so far, Safa, we've been going okay. Yeah, it looks, it's great. And it's nice to see an example of how you're actually keeping the team engaged and seems a very um, interesting choice of picture for the beginning where Tony's out in front. So I like the choice of picture that you chose. Was there well, you notice I, I, I use this one, Seth, because in the current one, I'm not out in front. So I thought this yes, I, I thought that might be the case. <laughs> um, was there one person within the practice that was key to making sure that everyone was continuing to be engaged and everyone was um, staying on track? Or was it something that a few people were taking responsibility for? I think a few people, Safa. So um, the, pro the practice manager who measures and displays his progress and uh, was responsible for making sure that everyone was comfortable with the technical skills required uh, is most important. There was plenty of resources available from the Digital Health Agency, um, which includes uh, dummy practice software that you can use uh, over the internet that um, to 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 uh, simulate the uploading of shared health summaries, all the different uh, software databases, Genie Medical Director, Best Practice, EdMed, um, Monet, they've all got practice uh, systems that you can use to start to get your mastery on it. So making these available to our doctors and our practice managers sat in with them. And then Reggie, who's our care annex manager and the receptionist there, quite engaged and talking to the patients about it, understanding it all, giving them the brochures. So while they're waiting for the doctor, they start to be informed about it. Uh, I think they were the two key, really, in our practice. Wonderful. And building on that, Tony, if other practices were interested to see how they could go on a similar quest, and um, what other sort of resources could you um, share with them? So, the, so, so for we might make available on our medical home website some of the digital health agencies resources and of which there are plenty and we'll make them available and also um, ACRM, the College of Rural and Remote Medicine has developed um, uh, online learning module, the eHealth Enabled Management of Chronic Conditions, uh, which is available for everybody in the ACRM website. You don't have to be an ACRM member. It's, it's pitched at GPs, practice nurses and practice managers and the first module in that about building a quality improvement program and drawing improvement maps has this focus on meeting mm. our targets for shared health summaries. So, um, I th so I'm biased, but I think that's an invaluable resource for further exploring some of the ideas we've talked about. Great. It sounds like it is. Thank you so much, Tony, for sharing that experience. And it'll be nice to also put other practices' experiences up on the Medical Home website um, once we hear from them. Anything else that you wanted to share on this topic before we close up? 
No, no, thank you, Safa. That's, um, I, I hope that our practices who uh, participate in this podcast can meet their targets because I hate to think of all that money going back to the government that could be used to better invest in our patients in this region. Absolutely. I think it's a very, very good benefit and a very good aim to highlight there. So our next webinar is going to be held on the 10th of August, and we're going to be talking about the international perspectives and evidence behind the medical home model. So we'll see you then, Tony. Thank you, Safa. See you then. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Browse our website for more information or get in touch to find out more about patient-centred medical homes.